Today's episode of Fail Films 101 was recorded live before a Facebook Live audience. I'm waiting for it to start. Fail Films 101 is not an actual college course and cannot be taken for college credit. It is not affiliated with any university, community college, junior college, vocational training program, or for-profit corporation masquerading as a school of any kind. Professor Jay has no formal training as an educator and, in fact, went to a Missouri State College for about two semesters, ran out of money, and dropped out as a result. And now that I've covered my own ass legally, let's get on with Fail Films 101. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do
And then after this big game, we cut to a lake house where Sean's dad from Boy Meets World is giving an inspirational speech to these kids about how they should live the rest of their lives as passionately and as like rigorously as they played that game, basically. Thanks, Dakota. Thank you for your noise. Okay. And after this big inspirational speech, it's 30 years later, and Adam Sandler is a big Hollywood agent, and he's trying to connect with his children by playing shoots and ladders, but the kids would rather play video games and demand that their maid makes them hot chocolate. Why? Who fucking knows? They decide that shoots and ladders is for babies, and in the meantime, we hear a phone call in the background. Adam Sandler is... By the way, I never bothered to learn these characters' names. It was that bad. So I'm just calling them by the actors' names. So there's a phone call. Adam Sandler yells at his maid to answer the phone because he can't do it himself. And moments later, we see a car driving through his lawn. It crashes into something, I forget what, I want to say a birdbath or something, and a little girl who could be anywhere between five and eight, if I'm being honest, climbs out of the car. And apparently, she was driving the car because somebody, the person on the phone called to tell Adam Sandler that his old friend went to heaven. So she typed heaven into the GPS, or as she called it, the Navy system, so that she, so that Adam Sandler could drive to visit his old friend in heaven. Now keep in mind, this child is absolutely old enough to know about heaven, and that it is not a physical place on earth. So the writing of this movie, I, yeah. In my notes after this, I just put, um... After that, we cut to Kevin James in a pool with his kids. His wife comes outside and says that his mom called. Kevin gets out of the pool or tries to get out of the pool, but I guess it breaks because he's fat. Ha ha ha, fat jokes, yay. And everybody goes like flooding out of the pool basically into the yard. Then we cut to Chris Rock. He gets the same call. As soon as his wife gets home, Maya Rudolph. Uh, he plays it off like nothing is happening. And basically, we quickly figure out that Chris Rock's character is a house husband, and that's a big joke throughout the whole movie. Like, oh, that's emasculating. Ha 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 ha. I hate this movie so much, y'all. It's ridiculous. And Maya Rudolph is, you know, big career woman, whatever. Chris Rock made pumpkin risotto. The kids hate it, they're talking shit on it, and then Maya Rudolph pretends to like get upset with the kids, and then she's like, oh, but guess who ordered pizza? Ha ha ha. So she's in on the constant undercutting of Chris Rock, and honestly, what the fuck is Maya Rudolph doing in this movie? Like, Maya Rudolph is one of the funniest women in comedy right now, if not one of the funniest people in comedy right now. She's above this. She could do so much better. Why? Why? She was in Bridesmaids, y'all. Maya Rudolph deserved better. She was the judge in The Good Place. Granted, this was long before The Good Place, but Maya Rudolph deserves better. 
Anyway, then we see David Spade in his shitty apartment, in his underwear, receiving the same phone call about the coach dying. And then we see that he has a woman in his bed and she has an O.J. Simpson tattoo. And he says, if I don't make it to the funeral, tell them it was Darlene from Applebee's. I think that was supposed to be funny. Think is the keyword. I don't, I don't fucking know. Then we get to Rob Schneider. He gets the call as he is giving his, an older woman who we later find out is his wife, a hot stone massage. He burns his hand on the stone and then he burns her back on the stone. Comedy. I don't drink very often when I'm recording, but this movie drives me to drink. It's something. Anyway, after the funeral, everyone, or at the funeral rather, because we're suddenly cutting to the funeral, everyone's calling Adam Sandler Hollywood. Maya Rudolph is just, she's trying her best to work with what she's given in this movie trying really hard to work what she's given work with what she's given but it's just it's not working i feel so bad for her and in my notes in all caps i put why is this my dad's favorite movie i'm sure i've told the story of how my dad received a a uh, copy of grown-ups one and two like a combo dvd from my sister and her now fiance and he got so emotional that he cried because this is one of his favorite movies. I've been told many times that I am a miniature version of my father. I think this movie is our big difference. That and my numerous tattoos when he has zero, but anyway. So we meet Chris Rock's mother-in-law, who is basically your stereotypical kind of nagging mother-in-law. Some racist jokes are made. I didn't put down what the racist jokes were, but probably because I wanted to forget, most likely. I think they had to do with Adam Sandler's wife, who was played by Selma Hayek. Oh yeah, I remember. One, at one point, Adam Sandler tells somebody that his wife is actually their maid. That was one of the racist jokes. I don't know why he does this. I'm sure it's elaborated on in a part of the movie that I didn't watch, but Jesus fucking Christ, y'all. Then David Spade shows up, makes some ridiculous jokes, calls Adam Sandler fat, and then Kevin James shows up in a Cadillac with his dog in the back seat. Is his dog just gonna stay there throughout the funeral? Because we don't see the dog during the funeral. Like, let's just leave our dog in a car while we go to this funeral. What the fuck, y'all? And then Rob Snyder shows up wearing some hippie outfit. I don't know. Everyone else is dressed relatively nicely, but he looks like a hippie. And when Adam Sandler goes in to hug Rob Schneider, he sticks a finger up Rob Schneider's ass. Why? It's never elaborated on. Who knows? I sure as fuck don't. <sighs> Why? Anyway, 
Rob Schneider's wife shows up and everyone kind of shares a knowing glance like, oh, this woman's old enough to be his grandma, whatever. It's played off for laughs. And also, Rob Schneider's wig was blowing off in the wind, but it wasn't played for laughs in the movie. It's just a thing that happened that they didn't acknowledge, so I assume that that probably wasn't on purpose. It's just a thing that happened. I think that's the point where I decided I was done with this movie, but I soldiered on as best I could. And apparently, at this point, while we're inside the funeral house, Adam Sandler and his wife rented out the same lake house where the team was after the championship game. They rented it out for the weekend, but Adam Sandler and his wife don't get to stay for the whole weekend because we find out that Adam Sandler's wife is a fashion designer and it is fashion week in Milan. And that's where they planned to go before all this happened. And of course, you know, being her career and a very big portion of her career, of course she's gonna to wanna to go to Milan. And I see things from her perspective completely. They haven't seen the coach in 30 years. This is her job, her passion, her career. Why make it, why are we making a weekend of it? And from what I can tell, like most of these people haven't seen each other since at least high school. And if like you're not that close with these people, you haven't seen the person who died in 30 years. Why are you making a weekend of this? But the funeral is so packed, there's literally a line out the door to get in as it's going on. Apparently the coach wanted Adam Sandler to speak at his funeral, but Adam Sandler is unprepared because he did not know he was asked to speak at this man who he hasn't seen in 30 years' his funeral. So he does kind of fly by the seat of his pants, a uh, heartfelt speech about how they were the only championship team that this coach ever had, the 1977 team. And Kevin James and Adam Sandler quit back and forth a bit before Adam Sandler completes his emotional speech. Rob's, Rob Schneider sings Ave Maria. And this is the scene that gave me the most secondhand embarrassment for Rob Schneider in my life. And I've watched The Animal and The Hot Chick. This is the most embarrassing scene I've ever seen Rob Schneider do. That's saying something. So he's picking up like the canvas picture of the coach and like caressing it and then he goes and wraps his arm around the statue of the Virgin Mary and he's just getting real into it. Of course, like Chris Rock and Adam Sandler are talking shit the whole time. Kevin James is laughing. Rob Schneider is like basically telling them all to show some respect. At this point in my notes, I put what the fuck is happening in this movie? Why does my dad like it so much? Who lets Adam Sandler keep doing these things? And my friend and Fail Films' new editor, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. The only person watching right now. God love ya. <laughs> pointed out to me that at this point Adam Sandler is basically just racketeering and only making these movies so that his friends get a paycheck. It's not wrong. Who lets him keep doing this? It's not me. It's really not me, obviously, because I am just a dude with a little bitty 
bad movie podcast that maybe five people listen to. <laughs> What's up? Anyway, so they're at the post, uh, post-funeral reception. And for some reason, they're all just shooting insults at each other. Because I guess that's what friendship is between grown men. Just talking shit on each other to your face and behind your back. Real healthy relationship, guys. Good job. And apparently this, is, this old woman is Rob Schneider's fourth wife. And he's not had the best, best luck with women. For some reason, Kevin James's wife is still best breastfeeding their son, who Kevin James says is 48 months. Who somebody points out, that's four years, which I never would have guessed if I knew anything about math, or if, you know what I mean. I don't know shit about math, so I never would have guessed that. I'm not a math expert. A math expert, or a meth expert, really. I'm a bad movie expert. So, yeah. And for some reason, Kevin James's daughter is eating a piece of cake with her hands while she is breastfeeding this four-year-old. The mom asks the daughter to use a fork. She asks her very politely. The daughter, like, gets super pissed and throws the cake on the ground and storms off. At some point, these jokes are supposed to be funny. Y'all, I have not laughed once at this movie at this point. That's how bad this is. So, at this point, we cut to everybody driving to the lake house, including the dog. The dog is there. This dog is a golden noodle, by the way, to show just how, like, perfectly white picket fence suburban Kevin James' life is. And, of course, I'm still upset that this dog was just left outside throughout the duration of this funeral, but whatever. There's a bug zapper at the lake house, which sends all of the daughters into an existential crisis, all of the daughters of all of the grown men. Because they're upset that the bugs are dying. Adam Sandler tries to play it, play it off like, oh no, it just sends them to sleep electronically. See, they're fine. And he like picks one of the bugs up and throws it. It's obviously dead. And then Chris Rock's mother-in-law makes her way into the house and steps on the moth. And then Adam Sandler's like, well, now he's dead. At this point, I say in my notes, in all caps, this movie is an hour and 45 minutes long. We are 22 minutes in and I hate every second of it. Yup. Rob Schneider apparently has laid out a map of all of the rooms and who gets what room. He says that he took the liberty of reserving the room with the waterbed for him and his elderly wife. Kevin James's daughter is like, oh, I want to go swimming too. And uh, the wife, whose name is Gloria, Rob Schneider's wife, explains that they are not, they're not really going swimming. And she starts to say, what I meant was, and then Kevin James's wife covers their daughter's ears because she knows she's about to get explicit because they are 
throughout this movie, they are like grossly PDAing all over the place. And it's like, why? Who, who knows? Adam Sandler opts to let all of the kids of all of the families, every single one of them, share the master bedroom. That's a great idea. Adam Sandler's sons see this older 90s TV and they ask, what's the big black box or what's the big box on the back of the TV? And Adam Sandler says that's the rest of the TV. The kids say that is some Stone Age shiznit because obviously children have never seen an older TV before. So millennials, am I right? God fucking damn it. I hate this movie so much. And Maya Rudolph's mom, you know, Chris Rock's mother-in-law, needs a room with heat, apparently, for her bunions. Even though it's 95 degrees out, as somebody points out. Rob Schneider says that he has a cream that he makes using maize, a.k.a. corn. And they all start making fun of him for calling it maize instead of corn. And apparently it's supposed to be super helpful for bunions. She takes off her shoe and she has a bunion the size of an apple. I wish I were kidding. I hate this movie so fucking much. And one of the daughters sees it and runs off screaming, which I think is probably the only realistic part of this scene, if I'm being honest. Later on, all the dads are outside, like, drinking beer and sitting by the lake, and Kevin James's dog is letting out, like, these raspy barks. Apparently he had his vocal cords cut because neighbors kept making noise complaints. They all make fun of the dog, and they're like, oh, he should be put out of his misery, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> I hate this movie so much. Meanwhile, the kids are inside playing video games. Adam Sandler's kids are. Oh, before all this, though, they continue to make fun of Kevin James's youngest son for still being breastfeeding at four years old, because why not? Anyway, Adam Sandler's kids are inside playing video games. The dads are all complaining about how kids don't go outside anymore. Oh, those darn kids. Go outside. Blah, blah, blah. Adam Sandler goes inside, literally drags his sons outside, and tells them to play like normal kids. They all take their kids on a hike. Well, they talk about their childhood antics that are super dangerous, and why would you brag about how many times you've almost died, basically. They find a rope hanging from a tree. Kevin James opts to swing from it because the kids don't look interested. They're like, how do you see a, a rope? hanging from a tree by a lake and not get excited and want to jump in. So Kevin James swings on it, but he doesn't let go in time, slams into a tree, falls, hits a rock, hits the ground, lands on a bird. Adam Sandler's daughter is distraught again. And then they all go to some kind of dive bar. Because why not? David Spade talks about how they used to go to this dive bar after high school and get wasted. One of the kids asks what wasted means. Adam Sandler says, it's something that happens when you get a craving for ice cream. And then the kids all declare how badly they want to get wasted. Comedy. I'm so 
Can you see why I was so done with this movie, like, 20 minutes in? Kevin James decides to make it easy and orders 17 burgers and fries, offering to pay for everyone. Maya Rudolph's mom orders meatloaf and, like, 500 other things. They order drinks. The kid's breastfeeding again. He, sa he loudly proclaims he wants cookies to go with his milk. David Spade says, ooh, cookies and milk. And the breastfeeding mother, instead of being creeped out by David Spade's gross comments, is flattered. Whoever wrote this movie has obviously, like, never spoken to a woman before. I don't know of a single woman who would be genuinely flattered by a comment like that and wouldn't want to slap whoever made it. Anyway, Adam Sandler's son, spoiled rich boy, orders a water, flat, Voss, or Fiji if you don't have Voss. The waitress says they have tap water. The kid asks what country the tap water is from. Because this is how rich kids talk. This is exactly how it goes. At this point, another note that I made, I hate this movie so goddamn much. Chris Rocks decides to speak Chinese to Adam Sandler's actual nanny. Remember, earlier in the movie, he said something about how his wife was his nanny. So does he have two nannies who are women of different nationalities? Who fucking knows? Anyway, apparently, Chris Rock says that he learned to speak Chinese from a Chinese cooking show. Why Rudolph says, oh, maybe you should focus less on the talking and more on the cooking. I hate this movie so much. <laughs> apparently... The kid who was calling out that goal, or the, the non-call by the ref in the game in 1977, now works at this dive bar slash restaurant. And he sees Adam Sandler walking to, I guess, the bathroom or something. I don't know. And he calls him out on this non-call that happened 30 years ago and challenges him to a rematch basketball game. Now, this guy is not in great shape at all, by any means. And Adam Sandler points this out. <laughs> and he's like, whatever, I can still take you. And then he starts making fun of Adam Sandler's kid for trying to order Voss water in a dive bar. And when Adam Sandler gets back to the table, they start talking about how they're going to have a ceremony for spreading the ashes of the coach tomorrow morning. Adam Sandler's wife is not happy about this because they were supposed to leave for Milan for the fashion show in the morning. And everyone's trying to like peer pressure Adam to stay while his wife goes to Milan. And Adam Sandler's like, oh no, we always have to make sacrifices for Milan, for Milan including our daughter's play last year. And of course, Adam Sandler's wife is pissed about this. <laughs> Understandably so. So she storms off, Adam Sandler follows, and she gets incredibly upset and she's like, you wanna stay? Fine, we'll stay until the morning, until the end of the ash spreading ceremony, and we're leaving first thing in the morning. And that's when I stopped watching. That's when I tapped out, because I didn't know if I could handle any more of this ridiculous, god-awful motherfucking movie. And 
I was going to, uh, I was going to do a Q&A in lieu of a what makes this special, because, let's be honest, there is nothing in the world that could possibly make, make this movie special. But I've only got one viewer right now. So, the Q&A is probably out, unless my one viewer has a question, do you? Do you have a question for Professor J? Probably not. Okay. So, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up because why not? I'm starting to get a little on the drunk side. So, we'll, we'll wrap it up. The next episode is not going to be a live episode like this, but it is going to be another first where I'm going to have multiple guests on the show. My friend Dan is going to be joining me, and my friend slash Failfins' new editor, Sarah, is also going to be joining me as we discuss the movie A Talking Cat. And that is how the movie is pronounced, by the way, because in the title it has a, qu a question mark and two exclamation points. So be sure to tune in for that. Honestly, I'm probably going to change episode release dates from Tuesdays to Thursdays, because... Mondays and Tuesdays are my days off from my day job, and that is when I do most of my adulting and or recording. So I will probably start releasing episodes Thursday evenings, just to make things a little more convenient for everyone. That way, for guest episodes, Sarah also has a little bit more time to edit those, which thank you so much, Sarah, for signing on to be our editor and all that. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And as always, we are hosted on Anchor.fm. You can find us there at Anchor.fm slash FailFilms101. You can find us, obviously, on Facebook at FailFilms101, because, I mean, that's where we are right now. You can find us on Twitter at FailFilms101. I'm still in the process of uploading all the older episodes to YouTube, but we do have a YouTube channel. Two of the episodes are up there now, like the first two episodes, and... I'm gradually adding more and more. And let's see. You can find us on iTunes, uh, CastBox, uh, Google Podcasts, a multitude of other pl podcasting platforms. I have them all listed on failfilms101.com if you'd like to check that out. So, yeah. And I don't really have anything for the Google Classroom this time because... I didn't make it all the way through the movie, but in future episodes and in past episodes, we have some supplemental material from movies we have covered so far. Uh, you can find the Google Classroom at classroom.google.com, and you'll enter the classroom code ZWI513S. And again, you can also find everything at failfilms101.com. I have been recording this episode simultaneously on Audacity while being on Facebook Live, so as soon as this episode ends, I will post the unfinished, unedited product to Anchor.fm and my other podcasting platforms so that you all who didn't have the chance to watch can hear it in its glory. I know that you missed out on my ruggedly handsome face, let me tell you, but 
We'll probably do more live episodes as we get more of a following, and I'll probably do a better job of advertising the live episodes so that I get more than two viewers at a time. What's up? <laughs> and I'm sure my next live episode will be for a movie that I've watched more than 25 minutes of. Because I think this is the only movie that has pissed me off so much that I've only watched 25 episodes. I mean, 25 <laughs> seconds. <sighs> And I probably won't be as drunk, so I probably won't make as many mistakes. Hi, JP. Hi, Sarah. I'm not sure if anybody else is watching right now. My friend Jess tuned in for a little bit. Not sure if she's still there or not. But that's it for now. In the meantime, um, like I said, episodes are going to be released on Thursdays from now on. So... I will be sure to update that on the website as well. So tune in next Thursday for my episode with Dan and Sarah where we cover a talking cats. And thanks for tuning in. I'm Professor J. Class dismissed.